Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to episode 227 of Geekscape, your favorite movies, video games, and comic book podcast, where every week your host, Jonathan London, that'd be me over here if you're watching, uh, talks to you about uh, movies, video games, and comic book news and reviews. I'm always joined by a special guest this week, comedian actor Paul Shear. What's going on? Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. This is, by the way, I have to say, this is the best office I've ever been in. I know you can't really see it. No. All you can see is the kick. Can they even see the like kickboxer? The, the kickboxer is about 50% of why I think it's badass. It's it's pretty... I love, like, those big badass posters like this. Like, they used to make them for, like, James Bond and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. they don't have, like, big posters anymore. The story behind that one is my roommate in college went to Cannes. The Cannes Film Festival was, like, a college exchange thing. And they still sell, like, those big bus yeah. stop size ones. And he, he brought me back this one. And it was folded, and he goes... I have a surprise for you, which is how he talked. Uh, and he gave me this thing, and when I unfolded it, I said, "This is going to be in every room of every house I ever have." <laughs> I have I have two folded posters that go with me as well, because it's like they used to before they rolled posters, they folded them. Mm-hmm. They have a Ghostbusters poster, original Ghostbusters, and original awesome. Jerk poster. And on the bottom of the jerk, it's like, please visit Universal Studios in Hollywood, California. Like, you're like oh, advertising awesome. this, going out to visit the studio. It's awesome. You can see how in Cannes they would still sell Van Damme posters and be like, hey, oh, yeah. go blood, how you doing? A couple baguettes go you, with it. You've seen the, the hard-on Van Damme clip, right? When he was on oh, yeah, reality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that? He's on like a, like a variety amazing. show. Brazilian uh, game show. Yeah. And he totally has a boner dancing up against this chick. It is awesome. I, it's amazing. And I have so much respect for Van Damme because of the movie. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of it JCVD. right now. JCVD. JCVD. Yeah. That's that awesome. That monologue is the scene. It was. I was sitting in the theater all by myself just going, this is what? Why isn't anyone talking about this movie? He was in the theater by himself watching that movie. I was. <laughs> it was Man's Chinese Theater. I saw that. And How come nobody wanted to go with you to the JCVD? Because they'd all seen it, and they oh, all told me about man, it. man, that movie was great. I, I would have like seen it again, Paul. If we'd have known each other, I would have seen it again. I would have gone with you, because the two movies I feel like I've been telling everyone to see, JCVD and Attack the Block, yeah. which I feel like a lot of people that I know would love it, they have no one seen it. It's coming out on DVD now, I think, I, in like October. But. I saw Attack the Block um, at South by Southwest this year, yeah. and I loved it. And Edgar Wright was there, and, and uh, Nick Frost, and... The movie is just awesome because I came to Hollywood and I was like, I'm going to make it in the, pic- in the pictures. When I wanted to be a director, I was like, there are only a handful of movies I wanted to make that are, that are pre-existing properties. The rest come out of my demented mind. Yeah. Uh, I, it was Monkey Island and Critters. In Critters. And now Critters, I don't have to make Critters because they made a perfect Critters movie in Attack the Block. But to me, like Attack the Block, what I loved about it was it's exactly what you want every summer movie to be. But it isn't. It kind of mm-hmm. like I feel like the, you get that excitement, like oh, this one's gonna be good, and it never is. It mm-hmm. kind of like falls a little bit, and that was like oh, that's it. That it's simple, it's fun. It it felt like it had elements of Goonies. It didn't feel like it was parodying anything or ripping anything off. It felt original. It was. I really like that. Was I think my my favorite summer movie. That was awesome, and it did. I mean. Paul, is it even a summer movie, really? Because it's not like a Captain America Thor, like a studio-backed film. It, I mean, it's kind of me sad summer, that it came under the radar. Yeah, to me, a summer movie is like a movie where you're just like, if I was a kid, that would rule my summer. Like, <laughs> I would be on my bicycle, like, going, oh, I'm fighting these guys. You know, like, I would be reenacting it on my front lawn. And I feel like that would be the movie that I would want to, like, be reenacting right. so hey, much. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in... <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, the movie's... All... You saw it, right, Matt Kelly? No. Have you not seen it? I was in Pennsylvania when it was in theaters, which means it was it's nowhere still, near me. It's still right. out now. You can go see it at the ArcLight. Listen, uh, all I know is that Raymond Russell, who's one of our viewers there on the Geekscape forums, uh, disagreed, didn't like the movie that much. 
and we made fun of him for it on the show. Uh-huh. We haven't seen Raymond Russell since. <laughs> like, uh-huh. ar- ar- arguing about that show is co- about that movie has cost us a Geekscape listener who's been with us five years. Really? <laughs> you know uh, why was he? What was his? Like he dropped yeah, off that? Did he, have you know, always it, agreed with him? But probably not. Just probably just not a happy guy. Okay. Pro- I guess. I guess. I guess. I, I get that. Re- recently married, like like going through the turmoil of those first couple months. <laughs> what? He's like out of town for like three weeks. And it is summer, back, right? Yeah, and he comes back yeah, and, he's just, and you've just know. been shitting on him. I don't know. Maybe maybe Vietnamese pirates got the better of him. Maybe he's in the bowels of a Vietnamese pirate ship somewhere in the East Indian Ocean, cutting heads off of fish while chained to a fucking table. It can happen. All right. I want to see that movie. That's the movie that's to do that. All right. Just because I didn't like attack the block, and I went out drinking one night, and they they, they, they took me off the coast. All right, you talked about wanting to see a Monkey Island, you know, movie. Uh, movie. Now, what I like, I liked, I liked the new game, the one on the iPad. Right, but I didn't right. love it. Like, it didn't feel like the old yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what it was, and I felt the same way about the Back to the Future game too. Like, it's sort of like, oh, it's so cool. You're doing exactly what I want. Like, my dream game for like Xbox or PlayStation is like a diehard game, but like a first-person shooter diehard game that maybe is maybe more like Splinter Cell or something like yeah. that, but like you do it with the property and you, the guy looks like John McClane, do it the right way. But I feel like every time they do it, besides Ghostbusters, which was a great 360 game. Like, like, I never played it. It was really fun. I heard the mediocre reviews and I didn't play it. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan and it was simple and it was fun and it didn't fail. Like it was, right. you know, it's like it's, you know, you shoot lasers at the ghost. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, I, I, like, I mean, like it you're, almost, you're almost there at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, you, they had the voices. It worked. Like Back to the Future, though, like I was trying so hard to get into it. I was like, I want to, I want this to mm. be great. And I feel like whenever they try to adapt something or make something, it's such a, such a tenuous moment, like whether it succeeds mm-hmm. or not. Like the old Monkey Island, I downloaded that on the Xbox, and I yeah. like. I was like, oh yeah, this is great. This is Maniac the Mansion. I love all that sort of, you know, Zach McCracken. Day, Day of the Tentacle. Day of the Tentacle, of course. Zach McCracken was great, except I got like those Sierra games. If you don't have an item past a certain point, yeah. there's no going back. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, the LucasArts was... games were really good about making sure you couldn't advance without everything you're going to need for the rest of the game. And well, you know what? We were talking about this the other day. Remember the thing when you played LucasArts with the they had that password protection. You had like that. Uh, that red sheet that you have to put over things to like get the yeah I, I love that like and, and the, I mean I, and then before that you had these uh, leisure suit Larrys which would ask you yes. things like who was the president, president. And this year and this is before you could just Google shit yeah right and so these little pervs were like oh my god uh, does, your, does, your, does your dad have an almanac somewhere like, like well, what are we gonna do what are we gonna do we have our pants around our... yeah I mean you guys put Okay. Leisure uh, Suit Larry was like you felt like you were like why you know it was like yeah play like playing it secretly it's like and it was really looking back on it now it's real cheese ball it's yeah. like I mean it's super you could die of AIDS yeah right the yeah original, that was the, you the original AIDS you could and die uh, if you had sex with a girl without a condom you could get AIDS and die <laughs> did it feel like peeking behind the beads at like the adult, at the video store oh right? yeah remember yeah. that that was the best thing going to a video store and they had like. The beads or the doors, like the cowboy doors. And then when I worked in a Blockbuster, early on when they still had those rooms. I did too. I worked in a Blockbuster. Wait, you worked at a Blockbuster that had that? And they had an adult section. It may have just been like a Cinemax type thing. It may not have even... And it was just cheese dick shit. It was all detective movies. So I'm guessing Uh, it was Cinemax. I'm guessing it was Skinemax. Well, because we were like... when I worked at hardcore shit. No, when I worked at Blockbuster... I grew up in Long Island, New York. Where in Long Island? Actually, my Blockbuster was the Syosset Blockbuster and home to Natalie Portman. Used to come and be like, man, that girl is so hot. And then like... this is before Beautiful Girls. 
Yes, it so was. It was kind of, like it was still kind of pedo. Yeah, well, I was young too. I mean, okay. she was young. Like we were all young. Like okay. you know, and it was like, who is that girl? But yeah, she maybe been. She was just strikingly. I mean, maybe she had done the professional. I hadn't seen it, but I just remember this hot, hot girl, and that was in her name. She had not at the same thing. You were sixteen. Don't oh yeah, lie to me. I was working. I was yeah. I was in high school. Okay. Yeah, okay. definitely. She might have been sixteen and fourteen. Well, is thirteen maybe thirteen? That's not a yeah. horrible. And difference. she was mature, which is she why was she was mature. good in the profession. And beautiful girls. But that was the home to Natalie Portman and Play from Kid and Play. Those that was their blockbuster. <laughs> so they would always be there. It was right next to a laserdisc store when I had a laserdisc player. Yeah. So it was great to go in there, buy my copies or whatever, and you know, it's been my hard-earned money You're on a big, big laser. Right? Oh my god, I love my laserdisc player. I got the one that flipped itself, so you'd have to go to the player and flip it over. <laughs> yeah. The girl's like, I think it's cool, babe. Uh, it's cool. Flips. No, you got this. You're good, uh, babe. You're I still, good. I still. If you come to my my room in my house looks just like this my office and uh i still have my box set of the original star wars on laserdisc that's the one you want that's the one, that you, is want. The one you want yeah but you can't i can't play it unless i go invest in a, a right. laserdisc player you, but what, what do you think about these blu-ray revisions i uh, this past weekend you new yorkers uh who watch geekscape i was just in a new york post article where i was interviewed about the blu-ray revisions and um what do you guys think about this? I made like, a joke about it on Twitter that, that really took off. Not to brag about my Twitter, but you know, it was one that was the most successful tweet I think I've ever tweeted. It was something like, if he keeps on uh, changing Star Wars, eventually in 2015 it will just become Spaceballs. <laughs> Which, it, it, <laughs> That's right. You read that? Was something along that. Yeah. That sounds funny. But to me, it was like... But I think I, you're right, yeah. I, I, I hate... I hate it. I hate the fact that Vader is yelling no. Like, that... Like okay. he took the worst element. Like if you, like I mean, I know a lot of people say Jar Jar, but yeah, he, he's that, fucking with us. You know, I think right? like, I think it's all about getting press. Yeah, it's all about getting press. It's like I'm gonna fuck around with it, and then you'll all write about it, and then it becomes relevant, and everyone's gotta see what I changed mm-hmm. to it. But it's like you're he's crazy. He's crazy. Don't do that. Like I, the only one I can really you're like, enabling him at this point. Yeah, like, like he's he's a drug addict at this point. You're enabling him. Well, I did get to see the coolest thing though, which was um, for the 20th or 25th anniversary of Empire, I saw the screening at the Arclight where Harrison Ford did a yeah. Q&A with the worst questioner of all. Who was the questioner? Time. I, like I remember I remember reading about it when it was I wanted there. And to it was shoot. for charity and stuff like that. Yeah, it was all charity. charity and it was like for the some children's foundation. But the guy was the fucking worst because he asked all the questions like, so what did you do before? And you could even see Harrison Ford's like, I painted houses. Like, it was like, like just, We've I want to hear the good stories. And, and like, if you're paying for those tickets, you've heard these stories Exactly. Before. And we had, I, I was in like the best, most diverse section. It was like, Weird Al Yankovic, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, you Mark know, Hoppus. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mark Hoppus. Yeah, right. like Pete Wentz. Like, you know, like, and we were all like, it was like a crazy, it was, so much fun to be there. Just Everyone wanted. I know. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, no, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. yeah. And oh, oh, Ewan McGregor was there. Billy D. Williams was there. Anthony Daniels. Wait, Billy, uh, Billy and, we did, why, why don't he come down and talk? Billy <laughs> D. Williams, no, no idea. He was there. And uh, and Peter Mayhew. And it was Peter Mayhew's birthday. Yeah. Uh, so it was a it was a great cast of people that Billy were up there. He was just there wearing Harrison Ford's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> but I get, I did sit in front he of was Harrison Ford. He was a cosplay. <laughs> I sat in front of Harrison Ford. And I heard him laugh at his own joke, which I was very the uh, the I know line in Empire. Wow. Like he was like, <laughs> I heard it. I, that was the only time I heard him say anything throughout the whole movie. Should have been like, hey, Cowboys and Aliens, maybe a little. Uh, oh, I did right. not see Cowboys and Aliens simply because I was like, no. Well, well Paul, it really, it had Cowboys in it. 
It had aliens in it. It works on the on the yeah. initial premise of it all. <laughs> I mean, I do a whole podcast about bad movies, and I yeah, could not right. even bring how did this get made. Yeah. And uh, you know, and you're I, a big I, fan of this, aren't you, Matt Kelly? Yeah. They, uh, notice my shelf. I know, yes, I was. Yes, I, I know it's got E.T. on it and the Bicycle Thieves, but that's also because I keep my VHSs over there. Yes. That being said, this is the gauntlet shelf. It's off camera uh, right over here. Movies um, like Parents. It's off camera left. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ghoulies Ring too. of Steel. There are a couple of these movies here, Paul, yes. which really make the hair on your chest grow. Uh, oh, we were gosh. talking about The Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. We're talking about The Death Run to Istanbul. Whoa, we're... Death Run to Istanbul. I don't know what that is. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you need to fill uh, Paul, Paul, they never go to Istanbul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they, li- they, they leave uh, Ventura County. Yeah. But, but um, Nuki, I've got some, I've got someone that'll, I've got a couple that'll break your back. Okay. Because right? I mean, right now, to me, the, like, what I find fascinating, or what we try to focus on a little bit on how did this get made, is like, big movies where the mm. budgets and the stars were right. Like, it wasn't Ignore like... that shelf at that point. It, well, <laughs> well, no, but like, I, I appreciate that. Like, I'm a big fan of Birdemic and, yeah, you know, The Room, and I've seen, you know, I've seen those, but I like the idea of the movie, like, that has everything at its disposal. You have budget, you have sets, you have actors, and yet... It is bonkers. Like it, we've like Old Dogs is like a perfect example of this movie. Old Dogs is a movie. John Travolta, Robin Williams. There's a <laughs> William scene, H Macy, who's what, like an Oscar guy. It's crazy. There's a scene where basically uh, Robin Williams needs to learn how to interact with his child, so he goes, "Let's go visit my friend who's a puppeteer." Who doesn't ever do puppets? Right. Who's Bernie Mac? His last performance on film. Um, <laughs> you got to throw that out. And uh, Bernie Mac is a big puppeteer, and Bernie Mac has invented. First of all, Bernie Mac is performing in a show where people are just wearing animal costumes, not puppeteering. That's not that's not that's the same not thing. And then it, and he and he invented a human puppet costume, which is you put it on and then he can control your arms and stuff like that. And you're and like an you lines. Exactly. It's so to help Robin creepy. Williams have tea with his child, like so they're like, no, this is how you have tea, and they're like like they're like doing that in the other room, like human puppeting that's Robin. Insane. The movie, yeah. So like that's what I love. Like movies like or Geely, the Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. Yeah. You know, like uh, was another great one. Uh, you know, like just movies that have. Right now, Raymond Russell's yelling, "Attack the block." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, but that that to me is the the movies that like kind of get me because it's like. You had it. You had a chance to make everything make sense. You had people behind you. You had a marketing budget. You had advertising, but you've just collapsed. I wrote an article about like the, a couple of years ago about Crystal Skull, and just oh, saying, yeah. wait a minute, everyone on this na- list is super talented. What did you guys do? I feel like that was Spielberg like trusting his instinct on like you want this, don't you? You you like this, and like I love Marion. I love the idea of Marion, but Marion was not ready to be in a movie. I mean, like, yes. you know, I love her in Scrooged. She's great oh. in that, you know, and she's, uh, and she, you know, she's in a, she was great, but it just kind of wrecked everything. It wrecked yeah. everything. And it just. Margot kittered out a little. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a I can definitely bit. see that. I mean, like, Superman Returns, that Brian Singer, I'm a big Brian Singer fan, but Superman Returns, right. whoa, that was a movie. That was like, why? How could you. This, you've messed up everything. It's totally dull, and now yeah. we're gonna have to reboot everything. I know, which I, and I, I'm nervous about that too. Because man, did you see Sucker Punch? Another movie we talked about. Yeah, so. I actually, I actually wrote an article on Sucker Punch that did very well online. Remember, Ebert wrote about oh, it. Oh, really? Fucking Diablo Cody said, "God bless you, Jonathan." It's basically what I wrote was, "Okay, it's a mediocre movie. Let's not all turn into a bunch of bullies, internet." Right. Because Let's look at yourselves, <laughs> right? You you dream of uh, life on other planets. You want to even leave your room. So what the fuck's the point? Okay, like let's let's talk about your own. Okay? Eh. 
To me, what I thought was the crazy about Sucker Punch was just the subject matter was so dark for a PG movie. I mean, this is about girls in a mental institution being raped by the yeah. attendees, but then they were going into these fantasy worlds. Where, like, it was like it was too much. It was like whoa! Like this is a little like I don't mind the graphics. I, I when I saw that trailer at Comic Con, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. And then when you're in the theater, you're like. Oh, these I'm are just out. girls just getting raped and lobotomized. <laughs> hey, girl, and Switchblade. Uh. And, and they have to cut out anything that, that even leads you in that direction. Right. So it, it feels weird that like people are getting killed off camera, but it's like, like it was... It's still happening. Yeah, right. it was weird. It was, that was a weird... I don't know, but I'm worried about that Superman. And, I mean, I love Michael Shannon. I think he'll be a great Zod, yeah. but... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It might be like that Planet of the Apes remake where, where Tim Roth is just awesome in it. Yes, he's great. Tim Roth great. was so fucking good in it. And, I didn't think Paul Giamatti was good. And I mean, the, the, in the movie just didn't But work. this Planet of the Apes, I like this Planet awesome. of the Apes. I thought it was great. I was like, yeah, that's what I want. That's totally a perfect... Awesome. You did it. It was made a little bit better by the fact that uh, I told the people we were going with we were going to see the zookeeper. <laughs> yeah, like, that was a right. sigh of relief. Yeah, come on, kids. Let's go. It's comedy. You'll like it. Talking monkeys. <laughs> but to me, like, I feel like there's a weird thing with these super... Like, like superheroes are so much... Re like, they've been rebooted so much better lately in comics. Like, I just started reading this Mark Wade Daredevil thing. Yes. I think it's great. Two issues and it's awesome. I'm right? like, whoa! Like, and it's old school too. Like the the, the the artistry of it feels like when I was growing up, artistry. Like it mm -hmm. just feels. But I'm like, man, that's a Daredevil movie. I want to see. Like, show me that. Like this. That is Daredevil's so great. And I mean, I don't mind like the more realistic Brian Michael Bendis or the one uh, like other people took it over afterwards. Who took it over afterwards? Um, the guy who does Criminal Sean uh, Brubaker. Oh, Brubaker, Brubaker yeah. did it, and that was a good run. But Mark Wade's feels a lot more wholesome. I mean, if you want your gritty realism, guys. Uh, Max Punisher Jason Aaron's Max Punisher is awesome it's so oh, yes, brutal yeah. and then Greg Rucka's writing a nice Punisher so Marvel's doing really well what about this DC 52 what are you well, reading of this I, I got into I, I decided I'm going to jump into DC 52 and just I'm going to get all my number ones and just read them and see what I think every single number one and a couple I've I've bailed out of. I, I would say majority. Cause I'm like, like, and I bailed out of Animal Man, but everyone's saying that's the best one uh, so far. So that's the one that I actually stopped at a comic book store today to see if I should get that one. But I, I, I have my to, wife to read it. Really? You see, I got to get that one. Jeff Lemire did this book, Essex County. It might be over there, but Essex County and Sweet Tooth, which he does for Vertigo. Oh, he, I he, love Sweet Tooth. He, it's yeah. the same guy. Okay, I did Same not know writer. that. Yeah, you got. I just saw the cover. And the cover was like, was and the like, art's a little weird. So. Yeah, so that was like, but I was turned. I was like, eh. But I like the new. I like the detective comics. I love the first one with Batman and the Joker. I thought that was. What did you great, like about it? Because I thought it was a little weird. What did I like about it? I felt like I've never. I haven't read Batman except for like the big, like you know, like sure. you know, like the bigger ones. Long like, Halloween. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and like I read like the new Joker that just came out a little while ago, which mm -hmm. was like fair. I thought it was you know. Um, but I liked it because it just felt like, again, it felt like, I, I liked that it was dark. And I was surprised that it's dark. Like, I often view DC as being like a little milk toast mm -hmm. and like simple. And, uh, and so I felt like, oh, this, like it, it was a good beginning. Like I mm -hmm. felt like, okay, well, I want to give it like two or three more issues to see where it goes. But I was like, 
it kind of just seemed like a lot of Batman thinking, 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 mm-hmm. and then uh, and then the end. I like I like the the Mad Hatter. Was it the Mad Hatter? No, it's not the Mad Hatter. Who comes in? Well, I mean, they kill. It's like they kill the Joker. Well, they rip so off his they, face. They rip off his face and put it up on the wall. But, but that's he's what a, they did in the first appearance of the Joker in uh, Detective Comics, like seventeen or whatever. The first appearance of the Joker back in they rip the off forties. It's the way they kill him. They don't rip off. I don't think you could have ripped off his face in the 40s. But he's talking when but, his face yeah, is yeah, ripped yeah, off. Yeah, you're right. So, you, you're, so right. you're mixed on it. You don't like it. I thought it was a little hokey. Okay. You know what I mean? I thought it was a little too much. Like, uh, like too much There was the a lot stuff. of that. I mean, I read the other one, the the uh, the Justice League of America. Or, uh, yeah, what did yeah. you think of that? The Justice League. That one, like, I'm not, I maybe, I've never been a Green Lantern reader. And it was very Green Lantern centric. I mean, Jeff Johns is all about Green Lantern, right? Like that dude is Green Lantern. So I, and this is like this is a very much to me like an introduction to the DC universe. When I was a kid, I read Marvel stuff, so I'm like I'm trying to be an open mind to it. I like Batman and him interacting a little bit, and I'm trying to be open to Green Lantern. For some reason, I can't get Ryan Reynolds out of my head, and that Green Lantern movie really upset me. <laughs> I, uh, so like I'm having like a hard time. Like, I liked it. You liked the Green I Lantern. I did like it. What did you like about the Green Lantern movie? And I, I think I said it on that review. But basically, what I said about the Green Lantern is I liked that it wasn't the Dark Knight. Does that make sense? And I, I the understand. Dark Knight's but, great, but, but that's what I felt. But totally, the, it has to be completely different. But it that's has to what be bright, I felt. It's got to be about hope and willpower. But that's what I felt about Captain America. I like right. Captain America. Yeah. I was like, you know what? This is it's good. It's different. I didn't like Thor. You didn't. Uh, I did not. So like interesting. Thor. Wow, Thor really? Because Thor, I thought was good, and Captain America was good, Thor, but not like. But I thought Captain America. I thought you don't was like good. abs. You don't like hot abs. I don't like. I guess I didn't like him on Earth. I didn't like the Earth stuff. I like the stuff. Uh, you know, Asgard. Asgard. I like the it Asgard stuff. It felt unbalanced. Stuff. Didn't it? it did. Yeah. And I, and I felt like. The when they were on Earth, I was like, "All right, come on, let's go." Like, I mean, <laughs> quit eating breakfast. Yeah, it was just sort of like, "Oh, I'm here." I, I, you know, <laughs> I, you know I just, there was something about it, and I, I, I just it didn't connect with me in the way that I wanted. And I'm, like, I'm open to all these movies. I'll see every one of them. You Did know, you see I, this thing, this X Men First Class. I like this a lot. It was awesome. I Fox, Fox just sent this to us. Um, I was supposed to go to this one. They recreated the Hellfire Club. They did. I was there. Were you? I was going to go, and then I decided, like, is it going to be lame? I don't know. Let me tell you. Kind of lame. Okay. Um, (laughs) I dodged uh, a bullet. Went, uh, got a lot of uh, phone numbers from girls named Devin. Uh, Uh, I went, uh, we actually did the red carpet (laughs) interviews, and we got to interview one of the X-Men. We got to interview Lucas Till, who plays Havoc in this. Um, Let me cut to that interview real quick. We were on the red carpet for X-Men First Class over at the Roosevelt. And um, we'll be right back. This is Lucas Till, who played Havoc in the movie. So how pumped are you for the release of this on Blu-ray? Yeah, I actually am pretty pumped. I saw it a couple times with my family in theaters, and I really like the movie. I've been an X-Men fan my entire life. That's awesome. Who was your character growing up? Was it Havoc? or? No, no, no. It was Wolverine all the way, yeah. Safe choice, because he's going to fuck you up if you say anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the only one who can beat him is Magneto. Sorry, could you repeat that again? I'm sorry. No, the only one, the only one who can beat Wolverine is Magneto. Because of the magnet powers? Yeah. Or the devastating good looks of Michael Fassbender? Uh, yeah, uh, both of those, both of those. Uh, so, what kind of prep did you do for this? I mean, you said you're a longtime X-Men fan, longtime comic fan. What kind of prep did you do for this role? I mean, other than, clearly, you could bench about 30 times I could. <laughs> but that's not hard, so. I don't know, you're, you're a solid guy, man. You could probably put up. Ow. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, now we, we definitely, we all had a personal trainer that we would go to. He's a great guy, Ed Chow, who trained, I mean, everyone. But, uh, I mean, he, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Inception, and, and he made Angelina, look, Angelina Jolie look so good in, in Tomb Raider. So 
we had the fortune to work with a guy like that, and I mean, he was a great guy, um, real nice dude, and made me look, I guess, as good as I did in the movie. But um, other than that, I didn't really, besides estrogen pills, to make me real hormonal and angry. But uh, not, no real, no real uh, training for the role. Uh, so, did you do any particular research for Havoc other than the initial research? I mean, what what storyline did you read or did you cover anything particular? Well, I mean, there was actually, I never read an X-Men comic before the movie. I was always a fan of the animated series. Oh, can you give me a little bit of that theme song? Yeah. Yeah. That song will be stuck in your head all night. Yeah, it is. Thanks for that. I'm not going to yeah, be able to get... You're welcome. I'm not going to be able to get laid now. Thanks for that. I seriously doubt that. Yeah, well, hey, how you... But, uh, That's my new ringtone. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's a guy on set whose sole purpose, oh, I mean, I'm sure he had more purposes than this, but he definitely helped us out a lot because he would give us like 800 page, 1,000 page binders full of highlights from the, you know, just storylines that were important for each character. And so I've had, I mean, Havoc's been around since what, the 60s, so like 50 years. Um, and I had, you know, each pivotal point in his timeline to research myself. Which helped a lot, but my favorite is uh, I, I really like revenge story. So I really kind of kind of got into Vulcan story a lot because I didn't even know there was a third brother until this, and uh, and then you know Havoc becomes a, a space pirate. He's Havoc in the Star Jammers. He goes to fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was my favorite storyline by far. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what are, is there any? Uh, you have any updates on a potential sequel for X Men First Class, X Men Second Class? Guys keep asking me about that. I don't. I don't know anything about that. Okay, let's go theoretical. If you could pick any other time period to set an X-Men film in, what would it be? Nah, nah, nah. It would still be the '60s, man. There's so much. There's so many more historical events that are important and just sexy that you can do in the '60s, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Let me ask you for the for the Havoc Blast when you were getting ready and doing the whole thing. Did you work out with a hula hoop or? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny. I didn't know it was a hula hoop motion until right before and I was practicing my hotel room like really trying to get it down you know because I want to be a superhero since I was a kid and then Matthew was like yeah so there are going to be hula hoops coming out of your body and I was you know like really man that sucks and then uh, so I had to work around it and ended up doing it and then once it's not the hula hoops coming out of my chest I just got to look like I'm taking a crap like I'm just mm, you know but you know it worked out I think cool and uh, just Lastly, if you could have any mutant power, would you be my best friend? The mutant power is to be your best friend. Yeah. Sure, yeah. 2320. 20? What? 2320. Okay, got it. 2320 is the X Men interview. Okay. Um, cool. All right. Um, so that was managing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was Geek Skate managing editor Frank and and I talking to Lucas Till, who played Havoc in X Men First Class. It's out on Blu ray, I guess. And Thor, I guess, as of the episode being up, is out on Blu ray, too. Uh, but you're not going to buy that. I'm not going <laughs> to buy Thor. I'll go behind this. I was, this is another movie. I saw this in Midnight in Paris in the first. Uh, like, like in that, like together, I was like, wow, this is a great summer. Both these movies are very different films. But, like, I was like, I enjoy, like, again, like, all I want to do is, like, go into, like, like, the summer movie thing and go in there and enjoy the time and feel like it was done right. And this, I like, I mean, I thought it was really great. I mean, I'm a big fan of Kick Ass, though, too. And, and, uh, and they put this together in a year, it seemed like. Yeah. You know what I mean, it was like, they took really part of that quick. Magneto script that David Goyer was going to do as the film. And they were like, well, let's just well, turn and part that, of that And in. that is, like, amazing. That's like a Quentin Tarantino version of Magneto, which was. 
I loved it. I my loved it. I could have just watched that. My wife was in love yeah, with Michael Fassbender. Uh, he's an, I mean, how and that's what I'm looking forward to in Prometheus. I mean, <laughs> he's going to be a big part in Prometheus, and I'm like really psyched about that. Fox also sent me these little oh, mini mates, like these first class mini mates. You like the mini mates, Brian? They're amazing. You like those? I like mini mates. Look at that. That's you know, and then Rebecca Romaine, who is on uh, my show, this NTSF. She had a she has a little cameo in the X Men movie. Perhaps a little spoiler, oh, spoiler. spoiler. If you haven't known uh, it by now, I'm not giving you the you other one. There's a if, cooler cameo. If you that... haven't seen X Men First Class and you're watching this episode, you know that's on you. This is Geekscape. Yes. Like Come honestly, on. guys, it came out early this summer. Yeah, and what else did you have to do? Go to the internet and check your Fortune 500. Like go out with your supermodel girlfriend. Maybe also, uh, clean yeah. out your cleaner cleaner Porsche up for a night at the fucking. Also, if you if you have not seen it, you definitely read a spoiler about it somewhere online. <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys want those? I don't. Uh, the mini mates, you guys have seen my office my office doesn't it has no place for mini mates anymore you, paul you can take some mini mates i want shaw you want sebastian <laughs> shaw, you <want> shaw. <laughs> he's one degree away from the person next to him oh uh, yeah, right Z- yeah you guys want those mini mates I, do you guys take that take fox some. fox sent me the mini mates so uh that's what we're gonna do give them to you guys uh i just have too but, much stuff i just i just have too much I just hopefully have too, they're watching uh, I, yeah. I just have too much stuff you know what i mean like I, I love my office it's great but i'm starting to be like okay maybe i turn that into a flat screen to get that space and now it's no it's one day i'm gonna be in here writing and laura's just gonna hear a crash and she's gonna come in and i'm gonna be dead and i'm gonna be covered in just geek shit and it'll have killed well me. that's what i'm no, most nervous about in my office i'm like god forbid an earthquake comes i'll be buried <laughs> under a peter venkman like 12 inch doll like, I, i'm gonna like crash down on my head laura's gonna come in and be like Hmm. He died as he lived. Uh, (laughs) Killed by what he loved. And now I'm single. In heaven. (laughs) Um, So, uh, what do you (laughs) what do you think of these um, kind of things? Uh, The Back to the Future two sneakers. Have you seen these? I have seen them. I am excited about the Back to the Future sneaker, but then I found out today they don't sell lace. Yeah, listen. They just look like. I got sneakers that look like the Back to the Future sneakers. <laughs> That's fine. These are like fifty bucks. Yeah. Forget the thirty thousand dollars for them. You got penguin shoes for fifty bucks? How? I, I actually—that's a lie. I did not pay for these. I, <laughs> I stole these from some photo shoot for the league. <laughs> I like them. I was like, these are great. I, I like, love penguin gear, but yeah. you can't buy one penguin item for fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. These are free. Maybe these are stolen. These are yeah, these are totally stolen. Less shoes that you can only get on. EBay. Well, listen, listen. Listen, it all goes to a good cause. It all goes to the to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. But don't you think it's here, all for here's, good cause. they should have some cheaper versions so that a lot of people can buy a lot what? of people Gilmore, let me tell you something, you piece of shit. If you start needing <laughs> self-lacing shoes, you're that much But better. they're not you're, self-lacing. You're that much closer to a fat guy they're from Wallace. But they're right? not self-lacing. They know, just look like them. Here's what I would have done. I, in my opinion, okay. I think... You would have gone back in time. I would have gone back in time. <laughs> uh, I would have stolen those shoes, and I would have bet on them. Uh, the, the, uh, I, I think what I would have done is go $300 for the shoes, and they're only out a limited time. So, like, that way, like, that's still... $300 yeah. is a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have but, seen what, what rappers and basketball players are paying for, like, their shoes. Exa- and been like, okay, let's charge that. I would, like, to me, like, that's... Like, well, the money's going to a good place. It's a $300 donation to a charity, and you get these shoes that you like. I would, I would have considered that. But this, who can afford? I think they could, they could have made more money doing that. That's what I think, too. I think you would have gotten a lot more people to get behind this. Because currently, people. everyone who actually wants them, who is isn't like a millionaire, can't... Yeah, like, I, I forgot what I said. I think it was like, like, this is what a Malaysian fisherman must feel like when a new Apple product comes out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, like, yeah, exactly. I can't afford that. 
You right. can't it's even. It's not my world. It's not even in the. It's like, and it's also, it's a sneaker. It's a. Like, I mean, it's going to get damaged unless you want to put them on a shelf. Which, which I think most of them go on shelves. Although they are right? self-charging, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I saw that, but it's like, but they don't self-lace. Come on, people. Let's keep our perspective. The people that they're raising money for. It's don't great. Even, I, we don't should. even need shoes. <laughs> Wow. The people that they're wow. raising money for need to self lacing. Matt Kelly. Uh, I just don't think there's any negatives except for the joke. In a, in, in, in a positive cause. If there's a negative to be had by charity, we'll find it on Geekscape. Trust, <laughs> trust me. Um, it's good. It, it obviously is raising a lot of money. I just wish that at a certain point they would let the people who actually want it. I mean, that's something that, that's a shoe that I want. That's right. a shoe that I really, really want. That I will not, nor would, I mean, I, you couldn't feel good about, I mean, I guess you're giving it to charity. So if you gave a 30,000 donation, but who can give $30,000 to charity? I mean, Bill Gates can give $30,000 right. to charity. You know, right. it's like, but um, uh, yeah, I, I, I would I, like, I, mean, I guess what sense. I'm saying is I would like to give money to the Michael J. Fox Association. I have thirty thousand dollars is not is not in my realm. Yeah. Uh, you know. How, how much would you pay for a hoverboard? Because uh, we're a talks. working hoverboard. We're in talks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can take it on the four or five or something. Like, what would you do? I would. I mean, I would definitely go into the ten thousands uh, for, for, for a hoverboard. If it worked, it has to work. It has to. But work. But it doesn't work over water. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Let, let's not. Be I mean, unless you got a pit bull. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> pit bull ones. Then, yeah. And they have the jets. That's right. It's got to come with its own soundboard. Yeah. Um, speaking of remakes and sequels, you know that they're going to release Top Gun 3D next year. I saw That's that. Like they're, working, 3D, I they're, they're working on the 3D cut, and they showed a little bit uh, this week uh, somewhere overseas. It's, yeah, it's like the whole, yeah. I guess uh, in my mind, it's like, who cares? The people who like playing with the boys. Yeah, but uh, hey, look, I like to watch guys in 3D volleyball, shirtless, ready to go, spiking those balls. That's we actually scene. just did a whole thing on on uh, on the league for season three where I make a whole reference to Top Gun and I was after we but did it. But it's not like the sword fight, sword fight thing. No, You've it's seen not. The, I love the sword fight. Yeah, sword that's fight really. But yeah, that's really. From Destiny turns on the radio. That one's awesome. That was great. What did you guys do if you could spoil the league? Uh, I basically I make this whole comparison to Pete, who's played by Mark Duplass. I'm like, I'm gonna be your Maverick, and he's like, Yeah, but Maverick dies. And I'm like, But then he went on ER. And he goes, but then he got a brain tumor and dies. And That's I'm goose, like, goose. Goose. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, you goose. guys didn't actually record the episode. We did. We, we, no, no. We recorded you, you it with Goose. Said, okay. Goose. Maverick Goose. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I was like, Mark. Oh, I mean, no. Mark's, We'd have to go back. Wait, Mark's was a talented. Mark, that's who that was. I was watching the league. Yeah. Mark Duplass is the guy who directed. Uh, Puffy like, Chair. Puffy Chair. The, in Cyrus. Sunday, Cyrus. They made their name in Sundance by doing the, the self, the recording your voicemail message. Oh, did they do that? The way that they got their name was they wanted to submit something to Sundance years ago. And they couldn't think of a short, and I think one of them, because they're brothers, yeah. and one of them was re- was like, fuck, i got to re- record my voicemail. I'm just going to d- document it and make it about that. And it's a hilarious oh, short. Oh, I'm going to ask him about and that. And that's how the whole mumblecore thing came yeah. about. That's how the whole just reality of a, of a camera, because these guys do these mumblecore movies yeah, they're where they great. just set the camera up. And with a very minimal mics and crew, and it's improvised. They improv and it's, yeah, it's, you got to love something like that. Because I first yeah. saw you in 2001, 2002. Yeah. At Ar- doing the Ars Nova, Nova show. yeah. Well, you were living in New York? I was living in New York. Uh, and um, we were doing... Was that the UCB Theater in Hell's Kitchen? What no, was that, that was basically a theater that kind of branched off... Not, not even branched off, just started... And they were doing, like, um, higher-class productions. It was, so, it was hilarious. Yeah, and it was... We, we did a show called Automatic Vaudeville. My girlfriend at the time, Donna Fineglass, and I, we would do this show, and we'd have, like, 
you know, specialty acts like jugglers and ninjas, and, and then we'd have a band, and we have a comedian, and we try to keep the show really fun. But the thing was, it was all the way up on the Upper West Side, like all the way by the river, and it was expensive, too. It was right next door to The Daily Show. But, um, so we did shows there for a while, and it was super fun, but um, it never, like, I felt like that was a show that could have even been better downtown, like where people were, like going to UCB and stuff. All I know is my buddy was like, you got to come see this theater. The stuff I saw was great. Like, Pat Oswalt did a reading of the day that that clowns oh, cried. So genius. And, and did you see the musical Hamlet there, show, There were too? all these folks there, but let me tell you about this Ars Nova. The only people yeah. that I remembered was you. Well, that's the, so the, nice The too. acts were... were I don't even remember the act, so I'm not even going to bullshit you yeah. here and say they were great or this or that. I, remember, I was like, that guy with the fucking gap teeth with the sarcastic hosting thing was hilarious. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you too. And you were like, awesome. all right. Yeah, we were, we were very like excitable yeah. performers and stuff like that. And I've gotten off the topic because you were talking about the League, and i got to tell you guys that League Season 2 is coming out on DVD and Blu-ray on October 4th. Uh, just a month away. Just a month but, away. But you know, I have to say, and, like, and you guys are as, doing, as a yeah. DVD fan, and this is like not even like I make no money in these DVDs. But if you do like the league, uh, it's actually a really well put together DVD because they make them all unrated. They add it back in because we only have like twenty minutes of actual screen time on any episode. Right. So they're able to they really flush it out. Like so, the episodes are better, I think, on the DVD. That by again, I make no money. You know, rip it, do whatever you'd like, but uh, but uh, uh, that's a good it's way. It's on the internet. Too. They're yeah. just gonna go, okay. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't mind to, if I do. Go to Pirate Click. Bay, figure out how to do it. <laughs> it's got Nick Kroll on it. Who yeah. after they did those Hardy Boys things? Oh like, yeah, like they, I, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, man, he's and so great. He's that, amazing, and he's doing his own Comedy Central show called uh, the Nick Kroll Show coming mm-hmm. out. I guess they're going to start shooting in February or something like that. You hope it fails so he doesn't leave the league? Is that what you're talking well, about? Well, look, we both have our own shows. We actually, we Nick and I are, we're lucky enough that we were able to go off while the league is still shooting. Paul, it's not a competition. It's not a competition. That's the whole thing. Paul. I don't have to root for him to fail. You see what he's doing? Like, he's acting like he's a friend, but, like, he's actually, I hate you hear Nick the tone? Kroll. I, hate <laughs> I <laughs> hope that he burns in hell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, Nick is the yeah, Nick is the best, and like Nick, Nick and I have been working. Is this show going to be on what channel? His show? He's in know? Comedy Central. We're Adult Swim. Yeah, and but Nick and I rewrite episodes of the League together too. Mm-hmm. So Nick and I know each other for a long time, and I still hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Nick. The the NTSF the SDSUV. Yes. What the hell is with that? That is so, that, that's a lot of fun to watch. Oh, and thanks. It doesn't exhaust you. Like sometimes you watch uh, fifteen minutes, really. Yeah, technically some, eleven minutes and twenty seconds. But you know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. you watch comedy, and no matter how funny it is, sometimes it exhausts you, and you're like, all right, this is starting to get a little too crazy, a I little too it, silly. I you think Adult just, Swim has figured it out. The fifteen-minute show is great because, especially for something we're doing, like NTSF SDSUV, kind of makes fun of like the CSIs, the Hawaii Five-Os, uh, the Twenty-Fours, and even like James Bond. Like it's an action parody show. But it's like it's just enough that you don't get sick of it. It's like we're there, and then you're gone. And it's like, and I think that Comedy Central could probably learn from that. You know, well, pacing is huge for comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pacing is really good. And, you and never hear people go like. Turn it off. I think that people are like, like you never hear people go like, oh, that was too short. It's like that's like that's a great compliment to hear. You know, it's always like, oh, that would have been better if it was like just a little bit shorter or a little bit, you know. So we just try, I mean, it's a great place to work and you have to get everything out really quick. And we got great guest stars, which is like amazing. Like Jeff Goldblum. That one was great. I love that. And we got Martin Cove, who was the bad guy from Martin Friday Cove. Kid. You don't have to tell me who Martin Cove yeah. is. You seen this show? Yeah, Martin Cove. Yeah, Martin, Martin, Co- Martin Cove was in uh, uh, like 
Gold Miners Massacre. Uh, <laughs> That's how I, will, I, I know him from Miners Massacre. That's how I know my my. Uh, I will tell Martin you the Coe. best Martin Coe story. I've not told this to anybody outside of uh, our show. You and Martin. Might me and Martin. <laughs> well, Martin, um, he came to set, and we had between the time that he we offered him the part and he came, we had adjusted the scenes and changed them up. And so he's reading this thing off a cell phone. He's like, um, they'll get a message they'll never forget. San Diego, you're dead. And he was supposed to go, LOL, R-O-T-F-L, L-M-A-O. Like he, he was like doing a, like a text message. And he went, like, he, they'll get a message they'll never forget. 896-549-RT-55. Uh, and we're like, oh, hey, what, what is that? And he goes, it's a code. It's a, co- it's a code. You're like, you know, you don't have to stick to the numbers. You know, it's a code. Or like, no, no, that's like, LOL is like a thing that yeah. people do. That's and, a joke. And there's, he, a, there's a lot of it in your show, and it's what's so fucking funny about it. Oh, sometimes. thanks. And he, and he was like, and he was like uh, oh, I don't know. So we were challenging. <laughs> so like, so if you watch that episode. You could have gotten him to read anything at that point. Well, yeah, but now, so we had to like print it out on his phone. So, and he was reading it so kind of like, he was labored, and it was so funny. So when you watch the episode, he literally goes like, they'll get a message I'll never forget. L O. Hell. Like, it's like <laughs> there's no face to it. It's, it's one of my. And he just didn't know that existed, and it was so, like we were we were trying to get him to do it quick, but it was it, Martin Cope does not know the. He's uh, classically not, trained. Doesn't know how to do the J K R O T F L L M A L. It's a classically trained Martin Cove, yeah, it yeah. seems. Yeah, Martin Cove, a fantastic actor, by the way. Really funny. And he, he, uh, in that episode with um, Jeff Goldblum, you had Moon Blood Good. Yes, yeah. And we, we, Laura and I just finished watching Falling Skies. We just finished the season. How was it? Fa- I heard mixed. Falling Skies, you, like, literally we almost stopped watching it about halfway through the season. We're like, this is just too cheesy. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's exactly what you think it was. Right. Like, you're like, oh, okay. But here's, here's the game I played. Um, Laura didn't want to continue watching the season. And then she had surgery for her, uh, like a torn meniscus in her knee. So she was hostage on the couch. And I was like, sweetie, you're drowsy. You're coming in and out of sleep. Like, uh, can I, you mind if I just put it on? I just want to see what happens. And she wouldn't fall asleep. And so I'd just start be starting to watch these Falling Skies episodes. And I would notice her eyes are still open and she's watching it. And then she's like, she's like responding to it. <laughs> and I tricked her in her, like, I waited for her to be a complete invalid uh-huh. and hostage in front of the TV. And you like, like gave her like a misery yeah. style treatment. Yeah, you, yeah. You, I was yeah. like, I was like, you know what? Like, you're really gonna have to tell me to turn this off for me to turn uh-huh. this off. And she ended up getting back into the show. And I ended up thinking that the last, well, if you can get to like the last couple episodes of the show, it actually turns into a pretty enjoyable show, even though it still has very ludicrous moments. But so did, I mean, the entirety of Lost. You can say. Yeah. Well, I mean, Moon. I think Moon is actually really funny. Like, and I don't know her from Falling Skies, but. There is like you know her you, from Terminator. I know her from Terminator. <laughs> uh, but do you do you feel this pressure? Like I, I you know I love like you know obviously the show's called Geekscape, but I mean like do you did but do you feel that pressure to watch things through even when you're like I don't like this and you feel like it's just eating up your time and you're like uh, when will it switch? Like I felt that way with Caprica. I'm like oh, come on, I gave come up. on. First episode yeah. I gave up. First no, I got episode. Like seven in. I finished it. Oh, I finished it. Jesus. You're a you're a fucking soldier. You're, I, I, you're a completionist. You're a true geek. I, I was like, I tried to give yeah. this guy. I tried. I was like, I just want to see if it's gonna because there that was a show, a perfect show of like, oh awesome, oh not so great, and it was like there would be like a moment where you make that that's the show and it's gone away again. Guys, uh, talk on the forums. What have been the the shows that you have wanted to bail out on that you didn't bail out on and 
whether you re regret it or actually came to appreciate the show like I did it with Falling Skies we just had the actress Alessandra what's her name Alessandra Torresani oh yeah she's from Caprica we right, just yeah. had her on she Phantom Planet and I don't want to say we but it, uh, Sax Carr and Tim Powers do a show for us over at Geekscape called Phantom Planet and they had her as a guest and she's talked like a pirate throughout the entire episode she's just cursing really loopy crazy like Whoa. like um, like like um, yeah. like a Cylon. I gotta hear that. Like you gotta you guys have to She's download this download this Phantom Planet episode. But Tim Powers just wrote me and was like, "You guys have to push this episode out because I don't even know what just happened. <laughs> we wow. just we just recorded an episode with a girl from Caprica, and I uh, 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 I was like, Tim, slow down, please. I love it. You're not making I sense. Watch it. Um, so that's out there. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, video games. How are we doing on time, Mr. Kelly? Twenty. It was like a game like that. Matt Ma Ma Kelly, Ma 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 Kelly, you, you achieved a form of higher education at some point in your life. Yeah. <laughs> it was a liberal arts degree. Liberal that's arts degree. Enough. Yeah, that's hey, fine. That is yeah. the literally high five on that yeah. shit. High five on that shit. People yeah. say, people go, Jonathan, you went to Penn and Columbia. Yeah, for communications in film. Uh, All right. Let's I am everything. a NYU graduate for communications. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here. I mean, yeah. you know what? Like, and here we are together. Communicating. And you went communicating. You know what? Like, like. I don't regret a minute of it. Resume still says Penn State. Still gets me a fucking job. Uh, Where? I'm working for a porn star. <laughs> uh, wait, you work for a porn star? Who do you work for? Uh, Tanya Tate. Okay, because I have some... I have. You're going to think about that next time you smack the batch. I have to. Now I don't know. You'd be like, fuck, Matt, uh, Matt probably uploaded this video. Yeah. <laughs> who's going to the UPS for her... <laughs> with signed underwear um, the no I've worked with a couple porn stars in my in my time and it's always an interesting uh, it's an interesting world the one that I feel like I, the one that I work with the most Riley Steele who is lovely like she's at, like I like I know there's like a myth like a myth like but I feel like she actually enjoys what she's doing mm -hmm. she's out there do you feel like do you feel yeah, like Tanya is awesome yeah, Tanya and Alex. Like she's over it they're on our website and they're posting like, yeah, like, oh, really? like uh, Tanya and Alex oh, wow. are great um, we did a, a skit a year ago with Evan Stone in it, and he was hilarious. I know he's like I was like he is the classic porn guy. And literally, I just sent an email and be like, "Hey, listen, we did a we're doing a skit about Sonic the Hedgehog, and we need you to talk about me having a rainbow party." Yeah, it's like the the comparison. And I emailed him and I said, "Are you down with it?" And he goes, "Absolutely." And then afterwards, we, we couldn't get afterwards. He's like, "Guys, this is a lot of fun." And I kept th like t thinking that he was going to just do something yeah. to fuck with us, like show us his wang or something. Like I, I like every like there's a scene where he has to go take stuff out of his pockets, and every time he go down there, he'd be like really digging deep. I was like, he's gonna fucking show us his wang. Like, like yeah. I was like, holy shit, he's gonna do this. Uh, and and afterwards, he's like, guys, I had a lot of fun, and you know what? Back in Dallas, I used to work at Medieval Times, and I still have all my medieval gear. And we should do another Geekscape short where we go out and we do like uh, where we we do like live action role playing. And we can all be on the same squad and like lightning bolts and stuff like that. And I'm like sitting there going, don't, don't, my, my mind it. is cracking at that point. Evan, Evan Stone, Stone is a true yeah. geek. That's how we and, know. Yeah, and he's asking he us really to is. go out in the middle of the fucking woods with him and do some fucking live action role playing with cameras. And I'm like, oh man, this is too intense. Like I can't even shoot Evan that. Stone. This is a man who uh, has had iconic long hair in porn yeah. and only cut it for the first time in like decades or whatever. Um to play Kirk in the Star Trek Triple X oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing, during which behind the scenes the entire time he was like showing us who was a Cylon and who wasn't on his Cylon app. Uh, and who else appears in that film? 
Brian Gilmore right there, little niblets over there on the side. Also, the spoken rule in Star Wars Triple X. You, you had a wow. you had, did his Star Wars Triple X come out yet? Uh, October, I think. And you have a spoken role in that? I do. One of the uh, you know when Han and uh, Han, you know when they're rescuing Leia in yeah. the New Hope, yeah. uh, and uh, the Imperial Guards realize that they're imposters. I'm one of the guards that realizes that, and Chewbacca choke slams me. But oh. you, that, well, are you in, you, what do you, you say? In the costume, what? your full Star Trek costume. I mean, is uh, that a Star Wars costume? Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, it's all the sets look awesome. What do you say? I do not remember. But you had a line, right? Yeah. You're like, no, I, don't choke slam yeah, me. Multiple lines, were, but we're both. Uh, <laughs> I would only have you say literal things, like, <laughs> please don't choke slam me. Then he choke slams you. Uh, <laughs> I have to hit the alarm. Hit the alarm. Awesome. It's <laughs> like seven foot eight. That, like this guy who's already really tall. That's his height. Who had lips to make him seven foot? Whatever, okay. To make him Whoa. perfect Chewbacca height. Uh, put me on, like he basically he made me jump all the way up to his shoulders yeah. and choke slam me. And you're what night. five? Yeah, five five. I want to see this movie. Five five. Yep. Motherfucker, you've been hanging outside upside down or like what? Like, <laughs> uh, no, you're like growing or something. What are you eating? When uh, I met you, you lots were lots of broccoli. When I met you, you looked like fucking Gwildor from Ask the Universe. You looked like that little <laughs> fu- look that little guy with the cosmic key. Remember when we used to call you Chaka? Oh uh, yeah. You're like an Ugnot. And I actually Ugnut. played an Ugnut. You played an Ugnut in our little series, didn't well, you? Well, maybe you could play an Ugnut in the sequel to the Star you Wars. You should be in the Empire Strikes Back one, I would think. Yeah. I would think you should play an Ugnut. Hey, Axel, let's put, let's put him in as an Ugnut. But here's the thing. Every time I send you or Walton or Bibiani to set to these sets to cover these geek porn parodies, I say, but you have to c- get, like, jizz on them. And you guys come back and... Jizzless. It's fucking bullshit. I'm not sending Alex, Axel. I'm not sending any more fucking. Do you know, do you right know the way? Do you know the handshake that you're supposed to do? For what? For to get anytime gist? you're on porn. No. What is you it? You have to do this. You go elbow to elbow like that, because no one should shake hands. That's an Evan Stone tip. Really? Because oh. Evan Stone shot someone with Aziz and uh, Aziz and Jason Wolner, uh, the director of Human Giant, for yeah. funny people, and Jason went to go shake his hand. He goes, No, 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 buddy. This. That's how we shake in porn. That's so when you funny. go to set, that's awesome. It makes a lot of sense. You're it right. totally makes sense. Hands yeah. like so you know what? That's some fucking contagious that's a, yeah. shit right there. That's like Howie yeah. Mandel style. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's you know Howie fucking... Mandel now has his office at the Vivid offices. What? That's which, is, which must be crazy. But you see, I, he's I, the biggest OCD guy. Now I presented at the Creative Arts Emmys this weekend. Um, and Did that I, go better than the streamies? Oh, the streamies! You want to talk about the streamies? I'll talk about the streamies. Uh, <laughs> uh, Get another tape ready, Matt. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the creative arts I mean, is super fun. I mean, you know, it's like it's you know, yeah. it, uh, but uh, oh wait, what was I was gonna say, oh, Honey Mandel is backstage, and they had, like a plate of sushi. He was reaching in, eating the Get sushi. Get the fuck out and of here! It's an like, act. What the fuck? And I was like, it's come act. on, man! He's this guy reaching. who's doing that. Yeah, all the time. and he was doing that all the time. But he was eating sushi off a, a general plate. You think well, he was wrestling? doing that other time. I don't know. What the hell does he think? You know, he's got this new show coming out, Mobbed, right? Where it's like flash mobs. Yes. And they do all this no, stuff. No, he loves like doing like reality Sounds uh, like a lot of people to be in a show like with Howie Mandel. Yes. But what about this? Um, it's okay. So let, let, let's do a breakdown of, of what we can see you in. NTSF, yes. SDSUV, which I have to read every time I say it. Well, no, that's totally fine. Uh, and that's going to be... That's, that's on a Thursday nights Adult Swim. on Adult Swim. Okay. And then you, The League on the FX. The League. And that comes back October 6th. Okay, so yes. guys, you have two days to watch the DVD Blu-ray of season two. Yeah, that we sucks. We hate that. It's like a dumb thing that FX does because they're like, no, because they're like, well, we can we could combine our advertising if we can advertise uh, the premiere and the DVD. And it never works. I hate that idea. And what creative wants a shorter window? No, nobody. You does. want your face in in your 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 brand on a wider window. Well, you want like the month before. Like, well, I mean, it, 
I, I have, we are all upset about that. But that is like something that happens with every, I mean, most DVDs come out right before the next season because it's just like they can get the energy up for it. But right. for people who want to like catch up, it's hard because it automatically puts you at a disadvantage because you have to like race through those episodes. I mean, you guys could do it. it. You guys could watch this. You could do it. I mean, they're short episodes. They're 20 minutes. Um, I'll say, I'll, I'll give a defense of my streamies for okay. a moment. I don't know. I don't know where people fall in the streamies. I, uh, the streamies was, I don't it's know if exactly, anyone... It's not exactly a lightning rod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We understand. Yeah, well, we don't have to talk about the streamies. But, but, if there's, but, if there's no, something to say... Well, uh, well, I mean, there's, it's, a, it's a long, drawn-out thing, but I will say this much about the streamies. Um, the, dress re- the, the dress restaurant, I, I said to the guys, I go, hey, I'm hosting this thing. It's in this big theater. It's all this red carpet and everything. They're like, when can I get on stage? And they're like, oh, like an hour before the show. I'm like, wait, wait, what do you mean? I was like, I need to, like, I would like to be there, like, on Saturday, Friday, even, and we could run through stuff, we could text stuff. No, 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 we'll do it. We never ran anything. You couldn't think of new jokes. We, we, could, we could do anything. And then we were just running, like, we were running, there were bits that we didn't write that were in. It was a lot of confusion, but mainly the director quit and the uh, between the dress and the show. What? So that's why, like, everything was, like, the, the minute I knew the show was bad was, I, there's two signs. Um, I was backstage running my monologue, and my mic was open, and everyone who was watching at home was hearing the jokes before the they came out. Oh that was number one, God. and then number two, you when wrote the show your actually, monologue? yes, I wrote my yeah. monologue, and then uh, and then the the uh, then the other one was the uh, the first musical act was a disaster. Like they tried to do, I mean, this it was a mess. I don't know who did it, but it was a who's the it, music act. Uh, it was some weird mess. My but, nephew has a band, and it was also, I think, an, an unfortunate combination of people, because it's like you have a YouTube crowd, you have a, uh, people who are making web series, you have people who are making very expensive web some series, branded content. Yeah, stuff. it was a very yeah. like, and then there was like a streaker that came. It was a very um, you didn't do that unbalanced. Yeah, it like, was a very unbalanced show. I think it was like trying to be like internet. Awards. You never right? know what's gonna happen. And it was sort of yeah. like there were some people there who were taking it very seriously. There were some people there who were taking it like, oh, it's. Like, I mean, to me, and like you have to take it seriously because you're the face of the show for the most part. And like, it's like, and then, but then there was like people like I read a bunch of stuff where people were like, well, you shouldn't have made jokes. I was like, well, hold on. Yeah, like you shouldn't like take the piss out of it. I was like, well, that's the like if you watch any award show, that's the whole thing. This you joke funny, around the about the funniest the stuff is at the expense and, of and, some of that. And then it was like, and well, that's not the internet. Like, and that, but a lot of people felt that it was like, you know, like, like who are you to make fun of us? And it was like, and, they, and like You're I the internet. It, it was like, and I and I made a, I had like, and like everybody that said that, I was like, they had a piece in the show where I was like. What's the streaming awards? Like, I don't know. He's like, who's Paul Shear? I don't know. So it was like we—I like, was not like raising myself yeah, above you're an equal it. opportunity. Yes, defender. but it was. I think, and I think what the problem was is I think it was a lot of people under different ideas of what this mm. thing was. So that was, uh, you know, that's my two cents. Yeah, not that I anyone really cares. You go like Norm Macdonald at the Comedy Central roast with it and just well, the show, it completely. The sh- I mean, once the show—I mean, the show—the wheels came off that show. I would say within 15 minutes and. And then it was just me just doing damage control for that whole show because it was like, literally, like people weren't coming out, things weren't happening. There was a streaker. It was you went back to your Ars Nova day. It was it was like it was it was really like the Academy Awards. If as if everyone came to the Academy Awards the day like moments before it started. Like let's try. (laughs) And it was you know like it was like yeah it was. was You think that might happen with the with with. Eddie Murphy and uh, I hope I'm excited about Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I, I want this to be his comeback. So oh, yeah, so do I. I think everybody does. For him, yeah. I think if he does this right, 
his whole career changes in yes, this moment. Yes, exactly. And he's doing this movie with the director. Uh, um, Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner. They're doing this uh, the Tower Heist, Heist, which is supposedly pretty good. Really? I hear he's amazing in it. That's yeah. the one thing I've heard. And it's R-rated Eddie Murphy, which I'll take. Cool. Yeah, well, I mean, how many of the... I mean, for me, like, how many kids wa- like watched the uh, Eddie Murphy specials like over and over again as a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that well, was what you were watching. It's so funny. There was an article online last week where I was like revisiting them and if you watch the first 10 minutes of Delirious, it's the most homophobic. Oh, Delirious like, is fucked Like up. it's oh, crazy. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, yeah, I remember him saying that but I listened to that tape when I was a kid and watched it. It never like, that never resonated with me. Like I never like, Assume like I was like, oh yeah, that's just like, it, I don't know if it, like, it formed bad gay stereotypes. I mean, I don't think it did but it's, it's pretty it's like it's, it's like hate language yeah. it's like 80s was I talking to you about yeah. who's oh, I was talking to you about yeah, um, Dice, Clay. Dice Clay I, I recently like started I was I was sending because I rediscovered Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> we, of Entourage, yeah and I'm just like let's go back and let's get and the first thing I say he's talking about like Madison Square Garden yeah Madison, Madison Square Garden town. and like Madison Square Garden and people are like yeah exactly. and people are like you know they're 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 chanting back the hickory dickory dog. Yeah, it's like he was a rock Cut star. Cut off their gay cocks. Yeah. I almost went <laughs> to go see horrible. him at the Roxy last week as a as a goof, and then I just again as a goof. As a goof. It's oh man. Oh, that's a, a goof. No, as no, a, no, no, it's a goof. It, like to go like, well, what is this? What is Dice Clay doing now? And my had a, and I and uh, and my friend went, and uh, he was doing the Madison Square Garden stuff. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Uh, um, so real quick, let's talk video games yes. very quickly. Uh, what you're playing? You just got your PS3. I got a Uncharted PS3, 2. Uncharted 2, and I have FIFA for that. But I'm an Xbox guy. I've been an Xbox guy. Woo! So uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at right now. Who gives a shit? You get all three. <laughs> like what is this? What's wrong with you? Well, I, I, I like the Xbox. I think it's a good. Like, I I'm, I like playing online on Xbox. Yes. But I like. The, if something has like really cool specs and it's a nice looking game, I gotta play it on the PS3. I'm a big Halo guy. So. Yeah. See, I I am a big Call of Duty guy. I like that. I'm playing this new game, this Fight Night game, which is just I like it because it's like I used to like those old Mike Tyson punch out games, everything like that. And this has like a storyline in it, which is like your character is in jail, and like the the minute the game starts, it's so like yeah. Because of course, yeah, it's my struggle. <laughs> uh, but I kind of like I like the idea that you just like jump into a story, but it, it's a sports game that has a story, which I don't really see that much. Season like, mode, season mode's that. just yeah. surviving. Yeah, you know, like they try in Mortal Kombat and, and like fighting games, but they really it doesn't. Don't. Yeah, like was it like uh, not uh, Soul Calibur used to have like a little bit of a story, but it was like it's hard to have a story when you're fighting on like a, a piece of rock in the middle of like a lava river. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like, get they, who built helicopter. this temple? Like, what is going on here? This doesn't make That's any sense. That's a world I want to visit. You both should help each other. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's like, you guys, you guys are... Yeah, we should right. not be fighting. <laughs> what <laughs> happened? But that's the thing. What happened to cause a fight in the middle of this? Like, we should yeah. be getting off of this. Like, no, we need to have a fight. So both of your characters are really unreasonable at that <laughs> Yeah, point. exactly. Only one of us will survive. <laughs> Motherfucker, we ain't going to survive at all. <laughs> but now Throw you... me your whip sash. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have Dead Island. Dead Island, I'm... I'm into, but I, but it's a, it's a false advertising a little bit, right? Because I mean, they really build it as a shooter, but it's like an RPG. You expect right? Left 4 Dead, and I was worried yeah. that it would be Left 4 Dead because I've got my Left 4 Dead one and two, and I love yeah. my Left 4 Dead one and two. I, like I don't too. want another one. I, and this literally is more close is closer to like a Fallout Three. Really? It, it gets very laborious at times because you 
you do have to find new weapons because your weapons wear out. Right. Because obviously a pipe's going to wear out when you keep crushing undead skulls. But cool. literally, pipes wear out. Your weapons wear out. You have to keep repairing them. You have to keep looking for new ones. You have to trade and barter for new things. Some of the... But I thought the whole island's dead island. Who's on there to trade and barter with? A couple survivors are hanging right. out. And some of them are hostile. I definitely turned a corner once and a guy came out with a knife. And I was like, not sure if he's dead, but he is uh, now. And I was like, and uh, I was like, literally, Matt came into the room and I go... Holy shit! The guy literally—they don't sit in chairs. These zombies—they just stand there until they smell you and turn and come and get you. And I come in there, and the dude's sitting in a chair. And he looks up at me and goes, Rrr! and I was like, "Ah, you're dead. I don't know what but to do." do. You trade and barter with other people. With some people, yeah, it's a role-playing game, so you get like missions from but some people. But it's not like a role-based role-playing. No, game, it's, right? it's 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 live action. So okay. you're doing the slicing and dicing and the driving. I like driving around and just run them up on my hood and stuff like that. That's always right. fun. It feels like the survival elements are totally closer to Jurassic Park. Uh, it's oh, like really? what you would expect. I'm on an island. There's something on the island that wants to kill me. There are other humans that may or may not have the same agenda of getting off as I do. And tonally, that feels like Jurassic Park. It's like, you know, because there's different parts of the island that you have to explore and turn on and turn off. And um, I like that part of it. The, 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 the mood of it and everything is great. It does get a little bit laborious when you're sitting there being like, all right, I'm going to check every fucking trash can. And then right. some of the missions are great. Let's get flares. Makes sense. Let's get something to amplify our radio. Makes sense. I can't so you sleep. with a group yeah. of survivors? Uh, yeah, and you you keep bringing things back to them because you're one, you're somebody who can't be turned into a zombie. You can only be killed, and so they send you out to these fucking menial tasks. I, I ran into a, what appeared to be a 25 year old woman who wanted me to go get her teddy bear because she was having trouble sleeping. Ah, oh, boy. Like, uh, uh, do, do you, you don't grasp what's going on here? Yeah, zombie come bear? on. Like, yeah. come on. You're having, you're having trouble sleeping because you're, you're an island zombie. <laughs> I, I did it. I did the mission. Uh, <laughs> I knew the experience. Yeah, I hear, I hear. It's like that fucking kid with the balloon in yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. You're oh, yeah. You're going to do it. <laughs> Get your own fu- I am super powerful. Uh, excuse me here. I'm not the person you should be calling for this. I did hear the uh, Captain America game is fun. I haven't played that. I want to play it, but you know, you got time. I mean, it's tough. I've been yeah. playing Star Fox 64 on my 3DS. Oh, nice. Try and get all the systems and then pick what I want from all of them. Um, I played so, the new Zelda in the DDS. You DDS. like it? I played a little bit of it. You say no. You're no, saying no. No, I just beat it. Did you? I like. I just it. beat it. And I loved it. I thought it was like super like what I wanted Zelda to be. Like that, it's like exactly it's my favorite franchise yeah. next to Monkey Island. Yeah, but I loved it. You should get one of these 3DSs. Do you have a 3DS? I have a 3DS. We should street pass to each other. Oh, that would be street fun. Pass yeah, yeah. Money. We need a street pass. I don't have a street pass. But you know what I mean. Like, your little yeah. me shows up on mine. My me shows up on yours. I know, yours. that we would be fun. exchange little gifts. Hey, Next time you're on Geekscape, you, you, you come and street pass with me. I will. I okay? will. I'll Literally, bring it. at Comic-Con, I just set it down in my bag, and people would come to us, because Geekscape has a booth every year. yeah. And people would just pass the Geekscape booth, and they'd just be handing us, you know, and, I, and I would, every 10 minutes, I would check, and there'd be a little green light saying, somebody come and visit my little town, and I'd be like, straight pass, motherfucker. I like straight pass. I don't even know yeah. about this. Yeah, it's, it's what the, I'll show it to you. When right, the episode is over, I will show you the street pass. All right, passing. I take it. All right? All right. Um, seems like the episode is over. No, so guys, yeah, when we start talking about street passing, we've kind of exhausted the subjects. <laughs> guys, you can check out Paul on Thursday nights, right? Uh, this is NTSF. SUV, SD SUV. Yeah, Fuck. I almost you got put any of those letters in there, you'll get it. <laughs> and, and that is on uh, Adult Swim. You can also watch the full episodes on AdultSwim.com. Yes, but only for a week. Okay, so go away. that's what you want to do. Uh, again, torrents. They're like, we can watch them for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can watch I am want. the internet. So yeah, you the can fucking lawnmower easy. man watches my show. Um, 
and uh, of course, the league is coming back to uh, FX. It's coming back uh, October sixth, yes. season three. If you want to catch up, you got forty-eight hours to do so on October fourth when they release the Blu-ray and the DVD. Which you could probably do. It's only twelve half-hour episodes. It's not bad. Oh, that's actually not. They, yeah, they can probably do it. Yeah, they can do it. You can do it. I've already started. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so trust me, Paul. Where? Yeah, you? you can even yeah, yeah, you can watch them now. You that know, Top Gun joke you shot this past weekend. You've seen it. You're watching dailies. People are watching dailies right now. Oh, oh and, and uh, Seth Epic. Rogen's in our premiere episode, and we have uh, some porn stars in our premiere episode, and we also have. Uh, they just forgot about Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Will Forte. Will Forte is in Love it. Love Will Forte. And if for people who like fantasy football, Matt Barry, who is a fantasy football guru. And some other really cool people. That we Very cool. Uh, we're doing an X-Men draft where we draft different Really? Mutants. Yeah, uh, we're, this weekend we're going to do a draft of all the mutants in the Marvel Universe. How do they play? We'll, we'll figure it out. But we definitely would have to make teams first. <laughs> you're, you're welcome to come over and, be, and make your own team of X-Men. Uh, and, of course, we'll talk to you guys on, on the site. That would be geekscape.net where we do podcasts forums, news stories, and of course you can check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter. Just search for Geekscape and Matt. Uh, Matt's there, Gilmore's there, and we're all hanging out with you, okay? Paul, thanks nice for coming on. Feel free to take some mini-mates. Right. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys next week with a brand new Geekscape.